This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 37 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hello, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and we're talking from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week as we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been on the radio in Kansas City area for 27 years. I've been at Sports Radio 810 WHB for the last 17 years, and we talk about sports psychology on this show. We talk about your attitude, your mind, your focus, your confidence. And I take phone calls and we get into discussions about all kinds of things on this show because it's about you, our listeners. I've been privileged to be working as a sports psychologist for 37 years in Kansas City. I work with athletes all around the country and love doing this show every week because we talk about you. We get into discussions with our conversations, with our phone calls about your mind, how it affects what you do, how it affects how you handle stress, pressure, confidence. We talk about winning and losing, success and failure. We talk about all these topics on this show. And as we get started today, I want to offer my condolences to the family of the winningest coach in Missouri high school history, Bud Lathrop, who passed away this past week. Bud had been a guest on our show a couple times and has called the show several times over the years. He won 955 games, 35 conference titles, and four state championships at Raytown South High School in the first 45 years of the school's existence. Bud was a wonderful human being who left an impact on many, many people throughout the Kansas City area and nationally. There was a tribute to him back in April of this year where Hundreds of people came to honor him, and I just want to uh, offer my best wishes to his family, a man I really learned a lot from, and actually is a motivator for our topic today, because I want to talk about coaching leadership. I'd like to talk about the role of a coach, and we talk about a lot of things on this show. Bud Lathrop was known for his yelling, his getting on players, but also the love he showed his players. And hundreds of players came to a tribute for him back in April, as I mentioned, to show their appreciation and and the loyalty to him. And I appreciated him coming here and being in the studio with me a couple of times and calling the show several times to offer his advice. So my best wishes to his family and uh, a man I'll remember who left an impact on me for his positivity and just his excitement about teaching and coaching kids. And that's what I want to get in today. What is the role of coach? How does a coach help you or hurt you? In today's sports, and I work with so many people in my office at younger and younger ages, as I said, I've been in practice for 37 years. Started back in 1981. 
And it's been an interesting change that I've seen in the world of sports, especially youth and high school sports. What I've seen happening is more and more organized sports at younger and younger ages. I've seen younger and younger kids come into my office to talk about pressure, about anxiety, about emotional pain, about stress from playing, from not winning. And it's concern for me, it's a national issue. It's not just a, an issue in the Kansas City area. It's an, it's an issue around the country. And since our show is now going national, it's something I'd like to get into and talk about today. What is the role a coach should have on your team? A coach, to me, first important, most importantly, and, and first and foremost, should be a teacher, a guide, a mentor. We talk about being a disciplinarian and all those types of things, but first a coach should be a guide, somebody who's directing you, instructing you. But more and more today, I think coaches need to be good psychologists. I think a good coach has a good understanding of his or her athletes. And if you're coaching a youth sports team, I don't care if it's boys or girls, I don't care what the age is, I think a good coach needs to be there for one reason, to teach the kids to enjoy the sport, to have fun. A coach is a role model. A coach is someone who is willing to share their opinions, to teach, and to let kids know what they're doing right or what they're doing wrong. But what's the best way to coach? What's the most effective way to coach from a communication standpoint? And that's what I'd like to find out from you, our callers, our listeners. I want to open up our phone lines. Our number, as you know, is 913 913- Three eight ten eight ten nine one three three eight ten eight ten. If you're a coach, I would like to hear from you this morning and get your thoughts about what you feel some of the good qualities you have are that have allowed you to be successful as a coach. If you are a parent, I'd like to hear from you and find out what you're looking for when you sign your son or daughter up for a team in regards to what the coach's qualities are. If your son or daughter is playing you sports right now, what are some of the things you've noticed from the coaches that you've liked? What are some of the things you notice from coaches you don't like? I'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts on that. If you are an athlete, if you've played sports, and it doesn't matter what level you play at, I'd like to find out from you about qualities in a coach that you enjoy having, about what are some of the things you enjoy learning from your coach, and what are some of the things you found that you don't like your coach is doing. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach and get your perspective. Why do you coach? What's the reason you get into coaching? I think most people get into coaching because they like helping kids. They like teaching. Coaches are teachers. They offer advice and encouragement. They can also offer structure. 
But I think the most important thing that a coach does, from my perspective, is they can help kids learn when they fail, why they failed, what they did to screw up, and how they can grow from it. The book that I co-authored with Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame pitcher Jeff Montgomery and Olympic Hall of Fame swim coach Pete Malone, it's called Just Let Him Play. If you listen to the show, you know we talk about it a lot on here. We have a chapter in the book called The Coach's Role. And in that chapter, we offer advice about the different qualities we think good coaches have. And we talk about a lot of the things that we think coaches can help kids with. And as a psychologist, having worked for 37 years with athletes and coaches and parents and teachers and teams, I've, I've worked with so many different coaches along the way. One of the things I've noticed more than anything else is this. Good coaches are willing to look in the mirror and admit their failures and their mistakes and learn and grow from them. Bad coaches' egos are so strong that they won't admit they screwed up. We're all human. We all screw up. So I want to open up our phone lines. Let's get some calls in here. I want to hear from you about your coach. What were some qualities of your coach that you liked? What are some qualities of your coach that you didn't like? If you're a coach, why do you coach? What are the reasons you coach? What have you learned about yourself as a coach? And how has that helped you become better? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and I'm here every week, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic is the role of a coach. And I've been talking about my opinion so far about what I think a coach should be and the qualities a great coach has. And I'd like to hear from you. If you are an athlete, if you've played sports, what did you learn from your coach? What are some of the things your coach taught you? What did you like about your coach? At the same time, maybe what were some things that you didn't like about your coach? Our number, our phone number is 913 913- Three eight ten eight ten nine one three three eight ten eight ten. I'd like to hear from you. Let's get some calls in here. Let's get a discussion going. As always on our show, we load up with callers at the end of the show. So now's a good time for you to call in. I mentioned earlier in our book, Just Let Him Play, that I co-authored with Jeff Montgomery, Pete Malone. We have a chapter called The Coach's Role. And we talk in here about some of the qualities we think great coaches have there. We talk about that they're educators and mentors. They're concerned about each player as an individual. They expect their athletes to follow the rules. They're willing to discipline the athletes. They want their athletes to learn. They don't blame officials. Most importantly, they check their egos at the door. I think a good coach, everybody, let's face it, everybody who plays sports has an ego. You want to do well. But do you let your ego, if you're a coach, get in the way? I think good coaches don't. I think they are able to put it on the side. So I'd like to hear from you if you coach. Why do you coach? What's the reason you coach? What do you get out of coaching? What does it do for you? I think really good coaches, quite frankly, have a feeling of satisfaction 
from teaching. They're teachers, they're guides, they're mentors. And I found over the years, because I've interviewed dozens and dozens of coaches on this show in the 27 years I've been on radio. And one of the things I found about really good, great coaches is they want to teach their athletes to get better. They want them to learn. So I want to hear from you if you're a coach. Why do you coach? What's the reason you coach? What do you get out of it for, from, for yourself? If you're an athlete, what are, your, are you looking for in a coach? What are some qualities of a coach you've had before that you didn't like? If you're a parent, what do you like in coaches? And what are some things you've seen in coaches you haven't liked? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. and We talk about this topic on our show, The Sports Psychology Hour. Let's go to our first caller of the morning. His name's Craig. Craig, how are you, sir? Thank you for calling in. I'm good. How are you? Great. Let's get your thoughts on our topic. Um, I think for me, when I played, the coach, it just felt like the coaches, not that other coaches don't care about kids, but they are my coaches. They just felt like they cared about me and the other players on a deeper level than just a coach and a player or just a football player. I mean, you could pretty much talk to them about anything. It was almost having like a second, third, fourth parent. And, and that just made you want to play for them even harder because you knew that 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 relationship was deeper than sports. What age are you talking about? Uh, even I mean, little league and high school. What did you learn most importantly? So you played football. You play other anything else or just football? Just football. Okay. How how far did you go with it? Uh, I played college. Okay. What was the difference you saw from when you were younger to college coaches in terms of the types of coaches, what they taught you, and, and their personalities? Uh. High, little League in high school, you know, they just taught you fundamentals and, you know, more life skills. It seemed like when I got to college, it was more, I guess, business-like. Like the coaches care, but not that much. You know, not not as much as like when, when you were little. All right, let me, let me ask you a question about that, Craig. And I'm glad you called because this is, this is opening up a really important perspective from where I'm coming from. The whole issue of mental health today has become more and more prominent in our society based on how people act and all the things that are going on in our country that are so unhealthy and negative, you know, with shootings and behavior and things like that. Mental health for college athletes is something that is, is being talked about more so, but it's something that needs to be dealt with. You know, when you're younger, then you're saying your coaches maybe cared a little more about you than they did at the collegiate level. At the collegiate level, obviously, winning is important. But was there an avenue or venue for you to, to have a coach who would work with you or maybe a psychologist at your collegiate team to help you deal with how you felt about who you were? Uh, I'm sure we did, but I didn't know that at at the time. I I had one coach. I was at a junior – I'll tell you a story. I was at a junior college. Uh, I was in California. I played the first year. And it it, just, it was fun, but it wasn't as fun because I didn't understand college football. I didn't understand how recruiting goes and stuff like that. I ended up being in, ineligible my second year, and I wanted to go back home. And the coach told me, the head coach, he said, no, you're not going back home. Just you know, stick it out. I'll let you film the games. You know, I don't want you to go back home because if you go home, you'll never go back to school. And I thought about it, and I ended up staying in school. And I, and I ended up finishing at the junior college and going to a university after that. But – 
you know, I, it was definitely a mental strain once I got to college because you just felt like the coaches only cared. Some of them only cared about winning and recruiting and how many kids they could get to the come to school. Really didn't care about you after, you know, after practice was over and stuff like that. It was only like strictly football in high school, you know, and this was pre iPhone era and stuff like that. The coaches would would call, would call your house and see how you're doing or take you home or pick you up from school or pick you up from practice, you know, and just went out of their way to make sure that you were doing okay. And I think a lot of coaches either don't do that or the parents won't allow them to do that. Okay, so how has that helped you as a pro? What do you do for a living, Craig? Uh, uh, I'm a corrections officer. Okay, so you've got to deal with people's egos all the time. Yes. How has this helped you in your profession? What did you learn about yourself from playing sports and from the coaches you had? Uh, basically, just don't judge a book by its cover. You know, try to talk to people before, you know, to get to know them. You know, what makes them tick? You know, what's going on inside? What, you know, I, just ask them how they're doing with their day. That's kind of when, when I coach and I see the kids, I ask them, you know, just random. You know, I don't ask anything about sports, really. I'll say, how was school today or how was your day or did you learn anything or, you know, just ask them something other than sports or, you know, how are things going on at home or, you know, how's your brother or how's your sister or something, you know, just something that something different than what they normally get and, and just see what, what kind of answer I get from them. Well, it sounds like you learned a tremendous amount from playing sports and from the coaches you had positively and negatively and it's made you a better person, and it's probably helped you as a corrections officer because you obviously have to understand people doing that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. With my own kids and the the kids that I coach, you know, you just, you got to be involved as a coach. You know, you can't just coach the sport. I think you have to to go deeper than that. Well, Craig, thank you, sir, for calling in this morning. I very much appreciate it. Great call, and uh, good luck to you. Thank you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And this is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB, I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. I've been a sports psychologist for 37 years in the Kansas City area and work with athletes around the country. And today's topic is this, the role of your coach. And I'd like to open up our phone lines. We just had a great call from Craig before our break about how the coaches he had left an impact on him in his life and now he's a corrections officer and obviously made a big impact and positively for him helping him do what he does and I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach I would like to hear from you and find out why you coach what is a reason you got into coaching what have you learned from it what do you get out of it what does it do for you our phone number is 913-3810-810 we have open lines now as I said normally we Fill up with calls at the end of the show. So this is a great opportunity for you to call in now. 913-3810-810. If you coach, why do you coach? What do you get out of it? What do you learn from it? What does it do for you? And I'd like to hear from an athlete about the role their coach played in their life, positively or negatively. How did your coach help you? What did they teach you? What did they guide you through? How has it molded and shaped you into who you are today? As I said, I've had the privilege to work with professional coaches, Olympic coaches, collegiate coaches. And one of the things that I've noticed throughout my 37 years working as a sports psychologist in terms of dealing with coaches 
is is let's face it, we all have egos, but the really good coaches don't let their personal I guess their, their their personal beliefs get in the way of what they need to do. It helps guide them in a sense. But when they're dealing with athletes, they're more focused on what the athlete needs and how they can help the athlete out. And I found that the really great coaches that I've been around were able to do that. So I'd like to find out from you what you think. If you're a coach, why do you coach? What, what do you get out of it? What does it do for you? And if you've played sports, what are the things that coaches have taught you most importantly? I I think the biggest thing a coach can do is teach you how to fail, how to lose, how to screw up, and how to come back from it. You know, it's great if you play sports and you win and you succeed all the time. But, But do you really learn from that? You know, you can. But I think you learn so much more when you screw up and fail. We've talked about it on this show for years. Failure is the greatest lesson in life that we all have, I believe, if you learn to grow from it. But if you let it beat you up, it can destroy your confidence. It can destroy who you are. And, you know, I mentioned with Craig the whole issue of mental health. You know, you can look at two athletes who are physically the same, but I always like to say the one with a stronger mind will be the one who will come out on top. And I think to get a stronger mind, you have to learn about screwing up, about failing, about mistakes. And how you can grow and get better from that. So let's get some calls in here. Our phone board's wide open. Let's get some calls. Our number is 913-3810-810. I want to hear from you, if you coach, what are the benefits you get out of it? What does coaching do for you to help you feel better about yourself? What does it do to make you a better person? If you're a parent... What are the qualities in a coach you're looking for when you sign your kids up for a team or a sport? I think the most important quality, like I said, is this. Being a good coach is a good psychologist. And a good coach is a good communicator. And being a good communicator, most importantly to me, means being a good listener. You need to listen to your athletes. You need to find out why are they here? What do they want to get out of being on this team? What are they learning? How am I helping them? Or what are the things I'm doing that could be messing with their confidence? You know, confidence is something we talk about all the time in life. You need to have confidence to feel better about yourself, to do better, to improve. But what are the qualities of confidence that can help you get better? I think it's, it's what you get out of screwing up and failing, and that's where having a good coach or a good guide, a good teacher can help you with. I think the good coaches teach failure. They teach losing. They teach screwing up as a learning experience rather than something they get angry about and get mad at their athletes about doing. I've mentioned many times on this show, years ago I'm walking out of a baseball complex and watching a coach berate his eight-year-old son for striking out Yelling at him. Yelling at him. We lost the game because you struck out. All you had to do was get a hit and we would have won. And I'm sitting there thinking, why would somebody yell at an 8 or 9 year old boy who was crying and get angry at him for striking out? 
That, to me, is not the quality I'd want to have in a coach for my kids. It's not the quality I think anybody would want to have, but yet there are a lot of people that do that out there. So I want to hear from you. Let's let's talk about this. Let's get some calls. Our number is 913-3810-810. If you are a coach, what do you get out of coaching? And Because I'm in a generous mood today, I'll give out a copy of our book to our next caller. Just let them play guiding parents, coaches, and athletes for youth sports. 913 is the number. What do you get out of coaching? What have you learned from coaching? What has it taught you about yourself? I think one of the things that coaching can do for people is it can make them humble. It can make them look at themselves and understand themselves deeper and better. I've learned that from many, many coaches who have told me that as they've grown and gotten better, a lot of it's come from the fact that they've learned from their mistakes. And being a good communicator, I, you know, one of the things that always, I, I never understand working as a sports psychologist is why do coaches not learn and grow about themselves with the things they do with kids? When they get upset and angry at a kid, why don't they learn from that? And I found many, many people will tell me they don't, they don't understand why coaches don't grow. They get angry and then they quit. All right, 913 is our number. Let's talk to Ted. Ted, good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good, doctor. How are you today? Great. Thank you for calling in. Good. I coach um, um, eight, nine-year-old. Uh, little league baseball but i've been with these kids um for about two years now this kind of pretty much the same group and uh, the reason why i do it is just because i love baseball really and i want to to um convey the knowledge that i've learned through life and everything else through baseball and uh the kids are very receptive when it when when you you know try and you know compare the game to life it's great um, we're not very good by all means. We actually didn't win at all this year, and it was pretty frustrating. But the kids still, they improve so much, and that's the most important thing, correct? How old are they? Uh, eight and nine. Okay. How important? Yes, improving is what it should be about, in my opinion. But, yeah, you want to win. You don't want to lose all the time. But what, do you, what, do you t- what did you teach them? What did you tell them? Because they're losing a lot. I, I just kept you know, pounding the fact that, that we're getting better. You know, because they, I mean, we really had to teach them everything. And a lot of the kids that were in the league, you know, had been playing with the same team since, you know, for at least three years. And I picked these kids up through the YMCA, so it wasn't very structured, and I moved them to a higher league. Was that a good thing to do? Um, for some of them, yes, because I think that most, uh, uh, you know, out of the 11, I'm say about seven are going to come back to move up to the next division. And those kids are, you know, they want to play fall ball and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think that, um, you know, moving that up did help some. And it, and because soccer runs year-round, it, oh, it just seems always to be in the way. What have you learned about yourself? Patience. Because? By all means. Right. Just, just uh, because, you know, I, 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 I kind of have an OCD um, and I kind of wanted uh, instant results, you know. I'm like, why can't you know? In my head, I didn't say this out loud. You know, why can't you get it? You know, a lot of it too was, and, and this is 
uh, I, I, I would not, I don't know if I would call it a problem. I, you know, about over half of them were, were terrified of the baseball because it was the first year of, of kid pitch. So how did you get them to become comfortable with the, in the batter's box? I just mainly, you know, with, with the, there were two that were, that were really bad. They couldn't, they couldn't even keep their feet in the box. Even the ball was, you know, five feet outside, you know? And so what I kind of, Taught near the end, I was. It was more important for them to stay in the box and actually concentrate on taking the swing. We actually had to come to that point. Does that make sense? Like I would go up there and say, it's more important for you now to make sure you get an eye on the ball coming into you. Um, you know, unless you know you're going to hit it, then take a swing. But otherwise, just practice on staying and getting confidence in the box. Also, a lot of them would come up there and they they just take a stance and stand right there. You know, they wouldn't step out or anything. So we taught them that, so that got them to relax quite a bit too. So it sounds like Ted, what I'm what I'm hearing from you is this: you learned how to communicate with these kids, how to listen to them, and how to understand them better. So basically, you became a better psychologist as a coach. I hope so. <laughs> well, it sounds because <laughs> I really way. do love these kids. And a couple of them, the parents, and, and I don't even have a child on this team. I just love baseball. I have a little girl who does gymnastics, and so I just wanted to coach. And, you know, since I coached these kids before, um, you know, it's, it, the parents come up and say, you know, my, you know, my child at the beginning of the season didn't even like baseball at all, and now he can't stop. Right. Well, it sounds like you're doing a great job. Keep it up because I think I you're helping it. these kids out. And, and thank you for your call. All right, and Dr. we'll get, your, get your address to get the book to you. Appreciate okay, it. Thank you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm talking to you from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week, and we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And today's topic is this, the role of a coach. And we've been talking about how coaches can help kids, what are the qualities a good coach has, and I'd like to hear from you. Plenty of time left to get some more calls in here and get some discussion going. If you are a coach, why do you coach? What's the reason you got into coaching? What have you learned about yourself as a coach? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. Why do you coach? What age do you coach? Do you coach kids? Do you coach high school kids? Adults? What do you coach? Why do you do it? What's the greatest lesson you've learned about yourself as a coach? Like I said, I think humbleness to me, being humble is maybe the best thing people can learn about being a coach. I said earlier in the show, a good coach checks his or her ego at the door. It shouldn't be about you. It should be about the people you're working with. Now, coaches are teachers. They're guides, they're mentors. But as I said, I think today, coaches really need to be psychologists. You need to have a, a, an understanding of the people you're coaching, whether they're kids or adults, why are they on the team? How do they handle success and failure? How can you help them? Because a coach has a huge impact on an athlete as their life moves on. I know so many people, and I am 63 years old now. I've been doing this show for 27, 27 years, 17 years here at Sports Radio 810 WHB, and we're now national. And one of the things that I've found from our show is that people get into the coaching profession more than anything else because they want to help people. They want to teach people. They want to guide people. But they learn about themselves. And oftentimes what they learn about themselves is, you know what? It's not about me. 
sometimes they get into it because of their own needs and issues, but it's really about what they can do to help other people. The whole topic of confidence, and I mentioned this earlier, maybe the most important one where you have an impact on kids. And I've seen many, many athletes in my office over the years who have come in with a lack of confidence because they have a coach who doesn't get them, who doesn't try to get them, doesn't take the time to get to know them. I have a young man I've worked with this summer. At the end of his high school junior year, as a pitcher, his coach told him, you walk a guy, you're out of the game. And when he tried to understand why, he said, I don't have to give you a reason. I'm the coach. I'm in charge. You walk a guy, you're out of the game. Well, guess what? What do you think he's thinking about when he's going on the mound? I better not walk this next guy. So what happens? He walks him. The coach comes out, takes him out of the game. His confidence was shot. He goes, and he came in with his parents for the first session and said, Dr. Jacobs, I am so scared to go pitch because I'm afraid to walk someone because he's going to walk out there and take me out of the game. And what precipitated them coming in was the, pre- the last game he pitched, he walked the first guy in four pitches. He told me three of the pitches were right down the middle, even though the umpire called them balls. Coach came out, you're out of the game. He said, I'm scared to pitch. I said, have you tried to talk to the coach? He said, he won't talk to me. He says, you have to learn how to throw strikes. It's that, that simple. Either you throw strikes and you're in the game, he walks in when you're out. Well, he's on a summer team coached by an ex-Major League Baseball player who was a pitcher who's told him there's nothing wrong with the way he pitches and told him to get off that team. This young man is actually going to transfer schools now for his senior year because of what this coach is doing has done to him. We talked about should you stay there and deal with it or leave. He goes, you know what, Dr. Jacobs, I'd like to stay, but this guy's so negative with me, and he won't talk to me, won't talk to my parents about it. He says, this is the way I coach. You either do it my way or you're not pitching. Well, I want to pitch, so he's leaving. And I said, okay, I get it. So there are things coaches can do that can really harm kids and adults. But there are things coaches can do that can teach you. And I think the greatest thing is this, being a communicator, being a listener. As I said, being a good psychologist. People come on teams to find things out about themselves athletically and attitudinally. They want to learn. They want to grow. They want to get better. And I think if you coach, one of the first things you should do, in my opinion, is ask every athlete on your team, why are you here? What do you want to get out of being on this team? What are your goals? What are your parents' goals? How can I help you? How can I help you get better? When our season is over, when we're done, how can I assist you at getting better and feeling better about who you are when we're done? Listen to the athletes. Find out their reasoning for being there. What are their strengths and weaknesses? And also find out about their self-confidence. How do they handle failure? You know, some kids handle failure just fine. It's part of the deal. They know it. They don't worry about it. Some kids, when they fail, they turn inward. They get depressed. They shut down emotionally. If you're a good coach, you're going to take the time to get to understand them, to get to know them, talk to them, listen to them. As I mentioned, good coaches are good listeners. 
I mean, they're good communicators, but they're good listeners. They're going to want to find out why their kids are there. You know, I always talk about on this show all the time about the preseason meeting. Why are you here? What are the goals that your kids have for being there? What are your goals as a coach? In that meeting, you talk with the parents and the athletes about your reason for coaching. Give them a little bit of a philosophy, a background about why you're there. What do you enjoy about it? What are some of the things that frustrate you? How can you work through that? Give everybody an understanding, an opportunity to learn about you. I mentioned earlier in our book, Just Let Him Play, we have a chapter called The Coach's Role. I'd encourage you to get our book and look at what we talk about in this book about coaches. Because one of the most important things we talk about in here, as I said, is a good coach is a good psychologist. And I think if you are coaching, the greatest thing you can learn is about yourself. How can I improve? How can I improve these kids? How can I help them get better? If you do that, you're helping somebody out. I've been doing this show, as I mentioned, for 27 years. The reason I'm here on the radio every week is to try to help people learn something about themselves and improve what they do. In the world of sports, it's a great venue to learn about what you are about, who you are, and how you can improve. As I said earlier, when you have two athletes who are physically the same, the one with a stronger mind will be the one who will come out on top. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs here every week. There are a lot of ways you can reach me. Follow me on Twitter at, at DRJSportsPsych, at DRJSPRTPSYCH. Our shows are podcasted on my Twitter account. They're also on my website, winnersunlimited.com. You can also get them on our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Send me an email at DRJ at winnersunlimited.com. Or give me a call at my office. That number is 816-561-5556. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next Sunday on the Sports Psychology Hour.